0: The t for the Devils plays a cross ice into the far corner. Matto swoops into to intercept. Matto behind the net.
1: Sweets it in front. He's down! Matto! Matto!
0: Matto! Matto! And the Rangers have one more hill to climb, baby! The defense. Here we go!
1: Kamisarik has been begging to go with Lucic. Lucic under. Cracks him with a right. Lucic gets it in the air.
0: Turtles. Kamisarik down. And Lucic taunts the Montreal bench. Hey guys, uh, we've had a bunch of new listeners this week, so I want to say hey and welcome. Uh, it's just me and Hal here, so I'm, I'm going to try to keep this part very short. Uh, I wanted to take a few minutes to address an issue that arose this week. A certain individual took a certain seven-second segment and tried to blast off on myself and my friends for what was said. Uh, first off, there were no mentioning of any sort of names. We wanted to do that. It wasn't like it was some sort of malicious attack or like we're crazy or something. Like We wouldn't do that. This podcast isn't meant to be politically correct. It's supposed to be an area somewhat like a locker room where we can joke around and say whatever the fuck we want. Again, no, no names were mentioned, but our names were put on social media so keyboard warriors can go on and pretend to stand for a cause in which myself and pretty much everybody else I've talked to could care less about. This wasn't an issue until a certain individual decided to make it one. Until they decided that, you know, they want to be relevant and get a couple hundred, you know, courtesy likes on Facebook. Attention is really what this is all about, attention. Uh, I've had many people come up to me and ask me, what's going on? Your podcast is funny, we like what you do. Uh, I'm not going to apologize because I don't think we've done anything wrong. I'm also not going to be scared off of my social media accounts, That's just silly. This empowerment that you speak of is actually bullying. And bullying is something that 95% of you cry and bitch about every single day. Sounds a little bit ironic. Apparently there will be human hunting, and someone told me that my mom should be ashamed. Just want to let you guys know, my mom and I have a very, you know, good relationship. She loves me a lot. I'm very sorry that, I guess, maybe yours don't. Uh, So I'm going to end this little part with a quote that this person originally posted. Gives me a good laugh, something to listen to over here. Thanks for sharing. And I just want to say personally, you're very welcome. Today and only today, we're dropping a new Safe Space segment, where we'll play 30 seconds of Natasha Benningfield's "Pocketful of Sunshine. I hope you enjoy and if not see you later. Sticks and Stones. Oh God, that was great. How how do you feel? Do you feel better? I'm feeling lively right now. It's great to be back for another week to talk hockey. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what we're here for. So uh, remember, remember guys, sticks and stones. But we're gonna get into a little bit of NHL in the news. <laughs> So this week NHL in the news. Uh, we have a couple things to talk about. We have all-star lineups, uh, snubs, uh, William Nylander, a little Lumpquist drama. Get to talk about uh, Taylor Hall for just a couple seconds, our mid-season MVP, and maybe an update on the Cup finals. So when you're looking at the all-star lineup, uh, you see some names that you know you think you'd normally see, and then you see some guys that kind of weird. So for the Atlantic Division, you have Kucherov, Marshan. Matthews, Franz Nielsen, Kyle Okposo, Vincent Trochak. You have Hedman, Carlson, and Weber on D, and then Carey Price and Tuca. For the Metropolitan, you have Crosby, Hall, Malkin, Ovechkin, Simmons, Tavares, Falk, uh, Jones, McDonough, with Bobrovsky, and Holpe. (coughs) With uh, Central, you have Kaner, Line McKinnon, Sagan, Tarasenko, Taves, or some people pronounce it Toads. That's where you know you have the true hockey fans. Uh, Defenseman, you have Subban, Keith, Suter. Is it Suter or Sutter? I always get that confused. Not a clue. Yeah, that's a a toss-up. Ryan, I think it's Sutter. I think it's Sutter. Uh, Goalies, you have Crawford and Dubnik. And then in the Pacific Division, you have McDavid, uh, Jeff Carter, Johnny Gaudreau, uh, Bo Horvat, Ryan Kessler, Joe Pavelski. Then you got Burns, Dowdy, Fowler with Martin Jones and Mike Smith. Wow. Okay. So uh, how, what do you got? Yeah, so uh I
2: don't know, I don't have too much on it i I'm not a huge all-star game guy. I watch it every year. couple takeaways. I mean, the Atlantic division's forwards are fucking trash. That's like so bad. you could, <laughs> literally, you could literally do an NHL fantasy draft and draft that the all seven of those fucking guys. I mean, obviously, I love Marshan, but Kucherov, Marchand, Matthews, Franz, fucking Nielsen, Kyle Okposo, and Vincent Trocheck. Are you kidding me? I think that you I think
0: it? I think it kind of plays into the fact that like some of those teams, like they're not good teams, and like the Sabers. I mean, Okposo probably should be there, maybe Eichel, but he was hurt. But the Red Wings sending Franz Nielsen that kind of rouses my cage a little bit.
2: It's I mean, Jesus Christ, dude! I, why don't together? We'll just go through all these lineups, each division. Is that okay with you? Yeah, I'm in. I mean the the one thing I will say about that is the Atlantic's D and goalies are fucking stacked.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. Like, well, it
2: looks right there, but I mean you can tell. Like if someone's like, "Why is the Atlantic Division fucking garbage?" Just look at the seven forwards representing us in the All Star Game. I mean, no, no hate on Franz Nielsen,
0: but like he's not an All Star. <laughs> no, but they don't have. I mean, maybe Zetterberg. I'm not entirely sure. we get into Big Red a little bit later. Uh, he's a Big Wings guy, so he can kind of update us on that, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad, the state of the Red Wings. But, Doesn't every uh, division get two? Ask... Every division gets one team of, like, two guys, right? So it's the Lightning? The Lightning are sending two guys out of this? Headman and Kutrov? Team. And then, yeah, Martian and Rask, okay. Uh, Going to
2: the Metro, arguably the strongest team, either the strongest or the second strongest. I'd probably put him as the strongest team by far, <laughs> Looking through, I mean, Crosby, Hall, Malkin, Ovechkin, Simmons, Tavares, there isn't a forward there that isn't a fucking all-star.
0: All-star-wise, though, I feel like all-star is kind of like a, a pretty boy thing, so I understand why Wayne Simmons is on the team, but pretty boy skill-wise, maybe you send Giroux or Borchek instead?
2: Yeah, I mean, Simmons is having an unreal year, though. He's obviously not going to translate to an all-star game, but, I mean, you got to give him his props. Yeah, yeah true. Yeah. But if you look at if you take out Simmons, fucking listen to these names. Crosby, Hall, Malkin, Ovechkin, Tavares, that's so much fucking skill.
0: Yeah, that'll be fun to watch.
2: Your your D's kind of lacking a little bit. I mean, Seth Jones is great. Obviously, McDonough's solid back there. You're not a big Justin Falk guy. I am, but I still don't think he's a all-star defenseman at this point in his career. It's kind of more of just Carolina needing a team to get in.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I like Justin Falk. I like the fact that he's American. Uh, Maybe a little bit overhyped, but that also could probably be, again, he's on the Hurricanes, and we've mentioned this so many times. When you watch a Carolina Hurricane game, it's just, like, yeah. it's the worst.
2: I know. I This hit me like a ton of bricks. The Hurricanes are, like, two games out of the playoffs.
0: <laughs> Seriously? Probably because they just bore everybody to death.
2: It's unbelievable, dude. They're, like, literally making a playoff run right now. They're right on the outs. <sighs> They're, like, catching. Who's the team right below you in your division? Do
0: you know? Oh, man. Me? The Metro sucks, dude. You have Columbus is really good. Washington's good. The Pens are good. The Rangers are all right. Uh, the Flyers are decent. Well, um, I know you guys
2: are holding down that second wild card. It is the Flyers. <laughs> They're one point behind the Flyers, dude, for that last wild card spot in the playoffs right now.
0: And the Flyers are so hit or miss with their goaltending right now. I watched the Capitals game today. They had Mason and Then Neuwirth came in. Like... That's just a shit show over there,
2: man. The Bruins lit up over this weekend. That was fucking he's not an NHL. Goalie. No. But overall Metro if I was Las Vegas, I might make Metro the favorite to win it all.
0: Okay. Uh, <clears throat> going on, I think this is the
2: second strongest team. Central. Obviously Kane Line, a, <laughs> I don't know if he's gonna fucking play. He's like dead.
0: <laughs> yeah, not not the ideal situation for a rookie to get Chris Prongered there.
2: I mean, McKinnon, Sagan, Tarasenko, Tase. those are some fast fucking forwards in the uptake, anchoring it down. I mean, based on pure skill, they probably have the most skills of forward lineup, right?
0: No, like for skill. sure. For sure. But can I ask you a quick question about uh, <coughs> Devin Dubnik? Yeah, I uh, yeah. I read a tweet today. I think it was one of the Barstool guys. uh said he would, could never be convinced that Devin Dubnik's like a good goalie. And I had like this epiphany. I don't think there's a truer statement out there. Like, I'm just, I'm so hung up on Devin. Where did he play before the Wild? Was he on the uh, Preds?
2: He was on Edmonton for a while. He was an Edmonton first-round draft pick. Then he went to the Preds and maybe Montreal, and he got waived by both.
0: Something along those lines. We we need a fact-checker. If somebody's listening into this and, like, wants an internship or some bullshit, like, I'll sign something to make us look legit. We just we need somebody on here that'll kind of correct our shit, but yeah. So Devin, I would never like when I, I picked him up in my fantasy league because I know he plays so many games, and in fantasy, like obviously you want your goalies to win, but the goalies get the most amount of points. That's why I picked him up. But like, who else? Minnesota? Who could they even send? Like Parisi, Mister Mister American? I don't even think he's Probably that good stall.
2: anymore. Probably fucking stall.
0: Nah, just shut up, dude. Dude, the
2: thing the thing is though with Devin Dubik. I always actually, like, in a weird way, I don't always think of them as studs, but I have a soft spot for goalies who, like, find their way when they're 28, 29. Because I feel like players in the NHL, you can't come in that late and bust out But goalies Like, Tim fucking Thomas, obviously, I'm biased on that. But he wasn't, like, 32, 33 until he really got his chance. So I kind of have a soft spot for doing But if you look at the other goalie in the Central, I am the biggest Corey Crawford hater of all fucking time. Like, I don't – I think if he was on any other team, he's putting up, like – barely a 900 save percentage. Like, I don't
0: know. I just don't fucking see it with him. I uh, I totally agree with you. Up until last year in the playoffs, I forget. They lost to the Blues, right? Yeah. In the playoffs last year. There was one game where they, they won, and it was just the Corey Crawford show. And it's weird. I think it's because of the way he looks. Like, he uses, like, a huge, like, chest protector, so he just looks like an yeah. idiot. He looks but, like a box cross goalie. Yeah, he really does. But for somehow, he, like, gets a job. I... I think he's a very underrated goalie, actually. Like, I don't hear a lot of people being like, yeah, Corey Crawford's sick. Maybe I just don't hang out with a lot of Blackhawk fans. But I i don't know. It's its weird because you're right. If you put him on a team like Edmonton or, like, Minnesota – well, Minnesota's good this year. But, like, maybe Colorado or something along those lines. Like, I just – I don't know. I, it, yeah, he's a wild card, man.
2: Also, interesting, PK Superbaum was voted the captain, which is kind of
1: crazy.
0: Uh, that's all hype, dude. You know, PK, he, he loves the limelight. And you probably, like, if you're watching the All-Star game, you want it to be fun and stuff. And I feel like he, he kind of makes things fun.
2: Yeah. And then uh, Last Division Pacific, McDavid's the captain. Obviously, he's a stud. Jeff Carter. I read something along the lines recently that Jeff Carter's like, and, like, you wouldn't believe it, but if you look at his numbers, he's slowly chipping away at, like an all, like, a Hall of Fame career.
0: Yeah, man. The guy has the guy a twisted wrister. That's always kind of been his game. He, uh, I mean, Scotty Hartnell's not a big fan of him because of alleged, the alleged uh, affair that was going on there. But, yeah, Jeff Carter, he he, he kind of reminds me a lot of Justin Williams in a weird way where, like, they never really did anything like that huge, but they kind of show up in clutch spots. And you're right, they just kind of chip away throughout their career. Like, I can kind of see that happening.
2: Yeah, I just have one major beef with this division, and I think this division's lineup's kind of trash,
0: too. But well, you hate Brent one... Burns, dude. Well, yeah,
2: but my my one beef is, I understand that the NHL needs to send one guy from each team, but Mike Smith is not an all-star.
0: <laughs> <goal>. <laughs> That's the, Mike Smith being an all-star is just like John Scott all over
2: again. You know, like, there's one goalie in that division that I truly believe deserves to be an all-star this year, and it's fucking Cam Talbot.
0: No, yeah, Cam Talbot's played really good. Who – what the fuck? Is it Peter Budai? Is that the the Kings goalie right now? Yeah. I thought that guy was like 40 10 years ago. Like, do you remember when he was like the backup on the Canadians? I feel like that was so long ago. How is that guy still in the NHL? He's only
1: like
2: 30. He's just been one of those guys that hangs around forever. I don't know. He's done well too. I just – Cam Talbot, I mean, he's playing in front of a fucking – D, listen to their D pairs right now. They got Sakara, Chris Russell, Clef Bump, Matt Benning, Brandon Davidson, Eric Araiba. And he has like over a 920 save percentage. That's fucking insane. Did you believe when, I know you were big on Cam Talbot when he's the Ranger, did you believe he'd continue to put up big numbers when he left? Because he's honestly like, proved <laughs> me wrong, I do not think he was the goalie that he actually is. I think
0: uh, I, he's an excellent goalie, dude. Like You know like when you watch games like Corey Crawford, he just looks like an idiot, right? But yeah. when you watch Cam Talbot, just his style and net and his fundamentals, how good he is going side-to-side side and, like, positioning himself to make the save, like, he's very fundamental. And I always thought that was going to translate to a different team. Now, when he went to Edmonton, though, I, I mean, Edmonton has been such a trash team for, like, so long. Where no, I survived. Yeah,
2: Forever.
0: exactly. Like, do you remember Ben Scrivens? Ben Scrivens put up, like, a 62-save shutout that one year, and I was like, okay, maybe this guy has it. And now he's just, like, washed up. He's probably, like, in the East Coast right now. So when Talbot went to Edmonton, I was a little skeptical just be just because of how bad that team's been. Uh, they have definitely got better because you know they had McDavid and all their first round picks for the past twenty years. But I, I don't. I always thought he was good, and I think you're right. He probably did deserve that. But if you're gonna do that, who do you send for me? Maybe Ekman Larson instead of Cam Fowler.
2: Yeah, why is Cam Fowler, like? Is Cam Fowler having a good year? Because all I ever hear about Cam Fowler is that he's on the trade on the trade block and that the ducks are trying to trade one of their defenseman. That's all I ever fucking hear. I think about.
0: he's just he's just one of those players that got blessed enough to have people just throw so much hype around him that everybody just kinda of believes that he's an all star now.
2: Yeah, he definitely sucked a
0: couple dicks in Ann Arbor for the <laughs> next yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Wouldn't doubt it at all. But yeah, so who do you got?
2: I definitely think I have fucking ah, I got Metro winning it all. I don't know about you. Uh
0: I don't think there's any chance the Central loses. They're so good, dude. Patty Kane, Laine, McKinnon, Sagan, Tarasenko, Taze. I'd take those forwards out of any of the other forwards. And then, yeah. like, the Metro is good, but if you... So let's say that the forwards are even, right? You look at the defensemen, yeah. Falk, Jones, McDonough, or Suban, Keith, Sutter. Like, you're, you're taking Suban, yeah. Keith, and Sutter. But yeah. I don't even know if is going to be all right to play. He's on my fantasy team. He's been on the IR for, like, a month. The, the thing is... is... Falk, Jones,
2: McDonough, three-on-three three isn't bad. It's three-on-three. That's three, what you got to remember. Do you know what I mean?
0: No, I no, and I don't think that's bad at all. But still, at the same time, I'm taking Subban, Keith, and Sutter. Because Subban yeah. and Keith, they have that offensive talent, and then they have Sutter who's just going to shut everybody down.
2: The funny thing is, is I'm pretty sure last year I said the same exact thing and picked the same exact two divisions. And I'm pretty sure it was the Atlantic and the Pacific in the championship. It was because the Pacific won with John Scott. So yeah, look forward to seeing the two trash teams come up. On yeah, top. Right, right, dude. Yeah.
0: I don't know. What like, are you saying?
2: Alex Ovechkin doesn't give a fuck about this game, but Bo Hor- Horvat's going to be given his goddamn all.
0: Yeah, yeah I'm him. pumped for Bo Horvat, dude. Like, <laughs> like, good for him. No, nobody has any idea who he is, and he's just doing his thing. And, I mean, is, is there he... any other Canuck? No, it's just him. So it could have been, like, the Sedins or your boy Louis Erickson, who's trash now, but...
2: What a, what a dumpster fire the Canucks are. That's awesome. I love I that. I know,
0: dude. Like... I've never seen a, a team go from Stanley Cup contender to just like dog shit so fast, so sure. fast. But okay, so that that's our that's our little All Star uh, lineups. Uh, we're gonna kind of get into uh, Ryan, or we're gonna get into how you brought this up, uh, Nylander and Lummquist. You want to talk a little bit about that, or
2: we can just touch on this really quick. I thought it was a cool story. Uh the other night. What night did the Leafs play the Rangers? Uh,
0: you know, um, Not last forever. night, the night before, because there was a back-to-back.
2: Yeah, it was like Saturday, Friday night. Uh, William Nealander, who I picked as Calder to win the Calder. It's not going to happen. He's
0: so good, was. though, dude. He's so oh, good.
2: So good. I love William Nealander, And I, I didn't really like his dad that much, but he came out.
0: Oh, I loved his dad, dude. I
2: know you did. I know you did. That's He's why an I did east-west that.
0: player, dude. Never went north-south.
2: I don't know. It's funny, because his sons are like... Like it's 2017, so I can say this. Like his sons are pretty good-looking guys, but I thought Neilander always looked like a fucking used condom.
0: So. Look at that, dude! You went from such like a good PR spike to just like right back down. Like <laughs> that was a that was a roller coaster. People are so excited the fact that like we're being nice guys, and then just like no, he's a used condom. <laughs> right. but, uh,
2: yeah, I was just gonna. Uh, the story came out. Neilander scored on Lundquist, and Neilander after the game came out and said that he had scored on uh, Lundquist... Since when his dad played on the Rangers and he was playing knee hockey with fucking Henrik Lundqvist and scored a goal on him. <clears throat> There's not too much to the story other than that's fucking awesome. That's well, just one of those really cool stories and makes you kind of feel old.
0: Very that, old. like
2: this kid's in the fucking league. I mean, he's like six, seven years younger than us.
0: Well, here's a question he's... for you. Let's say let's say you're an eight year old kid and you're playing knee hockey with any NHL goalie. Who would you want to play knee hockey with?
2: NH any goalie? Or yeah.
0: Could it be any goalie.
2: Fuck. Probably Ron Hextall, because he probably would have punched me in the face. Eh,
0: yeah, he de- he'd definitely make you toughen up quite a bit. I think I'm more of a Curtis Joseph kind of guy. Named our first dog after him, Kujo. So, uh... I mean... He was, wasn't I he know. raised by an all-black family?
2: Yeah, he was adopted from the projects of Toronto. That's a sick story, too. Do you think he, uh,
0: you think he stands for the anthem, or do you think he knees? He
2: stands, dude. Come on. It fucking... Curtis Joseph, I know this is getting completely off rails, but Curtis Joseph at one point was the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like they weren't a joke for a few years. He like was so early. good,
0: dude. He was so, so good.
2: He stood on his head so much. If he was in the current NHL and he had like a better defense, he would have been completely elite. But I'm yeah, not.
0: I'm not. A, I'm not a big guy for people who are having two first names. You know what I mean? But yeah. like Curtis Joseph, the nickname Cujo. There's. I don't think there's anything better. Than yeah, so we're talking about and go to Cujo. All right, uh, now we're going to get in. We'll talk, a, this is kind of a small topic too, but in the first game back against Edmonton, Taylor Hall's playing for the New Jersey Devils. I think it was in the second period, right off the faceoff. Blatant elbow right to Zach Cassian's face. Uh, <laughs> Cass, Cassian falls down, he's bleeding everywhere. Goes down the ice and proceeds to just like kind of punch him in the face a couple times before everybody breaks it off. My question for you, you're Taylor Hall, right? And I don't know if that was him just being salty towards the Oilers, but, like, that that's such a mighty, like, D3 mighty duck thing where you're on the bench and the guy's just, like, wrong like wrong target. Like, if you're going to pick anybody on the Oilers to elbow in the face, I feel like Zach Cassian's probably the last guy you pick.
2: I mean, there are a couple guys you don't want to pick, but definitely up there. It was a fucking... I mean, he got him pretty good in the chops.
0: Hard, man. Like... You're telling me he couldn't wait until Benoit Pouliot was out there? Like, what is Pouliot going to do? I
2: mean, I mean, clearly, clearly he hates fucking Cassian. I don't know if you caught that in the video I was watching, but it said that Cassian Hall played juniors together, too. So they played juniors and pro together, and he just fucking elbowed him in the face. And I don't know about you, but Cassian's always giving off a pretty big scumbag vibe. Oh, yeah, for sure, so maybe, man. So Cassian, maybe Cassian, like, owes him 20 for, like, a gram or something like that. But, like, definitely something going on there where Taylor Hall's always fucking hated Zach Cassian's guts.
0: It was bad. Bleeding everywhere. Poor Cassian, man. Just getting picked on. I thought he was supposed to be the bully.
2: Also, I've always, I mean, I've always hated the Devils. I respected Scott Stevens. I know you hate the Devils. And hate Scott
0: Stevens, yeah.
2: The one thing I've always loved about the Devils, though, is they've always had, like, fighters. Like, I know, right now they have Luke Gazdick is in Albany fucking mocking. Oh, no, up.
0: they have that, def- who is it, Ben Lovejoy?
2: Yeah, he's not a super heavyweight,
0: though, dude. No, but he, he would toss him. Who do you, he went after carry Price, like, a couple weeks ago. At least he'll, Lovejoy doesn't, like, go out of his way, but he'll be there to, like, stick up. For
2: the yeah. Place. But usually they have a tough... They used to always have a tough guy on the ice when something like that broke out. You know what I mean? No, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Danico, Colin White. They've always had like kind of had like somebody that was you don't really want to fuck with.
2: Another side note really quick going off of that. I found out the other day, Bobby Farnan's on the fucking Canadians.
0: Yeah, man. That guy's a little spark plug. Always kind of liked him.
2: Gumbag, though. He's I, such a scumbag. I know. If he, he knows how to take a punch. I'll tell you that. Oh, yeah,
0: for sure. It. Um, we're going to go on to our next topic, or Hal, I didn't really tell you about this before, but now that we're kind of getting into it, Andrew Shaw just came back, uh, from a concussion and in his first game, he's on my fantasy team, got me 11 and a half points, which means he took 23 minutes worth of penalties coming back. And I know you're not a big Shaw guy. The first uh, two, the first two were like goalie interference. And then the last one, it was kind of like a Paul Correa type thing where Jesper fast, like got rid of the puck and Andrew Shaw just came and killed him. J.T. Miller stepped up for him. 23 minutes of penalties on, on his game back. What do you, I know you don't like Shaw, but what do you got?
2: Um, Andrew Shaw. I mean, obviously he had that paper cut and he was bleeding a little bit when he lost a couple of the Bruins. I hate Shaw. You know that. Yeah. As a Bruins fan, I'm going to need my perspective this way. Um. The last time we played the Canadians was an electric game. I love that they have all these scumbags on their team now because it makes it fucking fun. So, I mean, I kind of like watching him play. hes I have this weird line with rats because obviously I like Marshand and there's, like, I don't know what it is. I can't tell you the characteristic. Usually I would say it's if they fight, but when it comes to, like, rats in the NHL, I either hate you or I fucking love you. Like, yeah. there's no in-between. And he's one of those guys I just hate, and I, I can't explain why. Maybe he doesn't fight. A lot of times it happens. Most rats in the league really do fight. I feel like that's a false narrative. But in the experiences I have seen, he has not fought, and that's what pisses me off. So, uh,
0: also him, mean, also I mean, him blocking a shot with his face when the Hawks beat you guys, I feel like probably didn't really. He
2: barely. Oh, that was fucking nothing, dude. Anybody would, anybody would block a shot with their face in the Stanley Cup Finals. Give me a fucking
1: break.
0: Fair.
2: Other than like three people, but I I don't know. I mean, it's cool. He came back twenty three penalty minutes. He set the tone. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I just. I usually I would get pumped up about that if it was any other team and any other player, but I just I'm salty about Andrew Shaw.
0: Okay. Um. Now what we're do, kind what of. Are you, what, what are you? Uh. What <coughs> I mean, what do you think? I love him. I I he doesn't wear a visor. I respect that. Uh, especially in nowadays where people are just kind of soft wearing visors and stuff. Uh, I think it's awesome that he doesn't wear one of those. Maybe you're a little bit correct about the whole fighting thing, but also, uh, not really an excuse, but he's, what is he, like five foot eight? Like, he's not a big guy. Um, he plays that edge, but sometimes he tends to go over it. I think he's, like, if Matt Cook dialed back his scumbag shit from the days, he'd kind of be like a Matt Cook.
2: Oh, if Jaw played in like the nineties, he would have ruined people's lives.
0: I I don't disagree, and that's maybe that's why I respect him. Um, now uh, we'll we'll get in. We're about halfway through the year, so mid season MVP. We'll keep this short. Who do you got?
2: I think you might agree with me. I th- I think you told me he leads the league employed, so I'm gonna go with McDavid. Mhm. Uh, I tussled between him and Crosby, which is honestly the best thing in the world for the NHL ever. The fact that we're having Crosby versus McDavid debates is like literally what the NHL is jizzing about. Mm-hmm. Gary Bettman has to be so happy with the way this year's playing out, and any hockey fan ever should too. NBC Network has to get Connor McDavid on Hockey more. I've already had that rant once. But I mean, he leads league in points. He has fucking Patrick Maroon has sixteen goals thanks to Connor McDavid. I love Patrick Maroon. He was Adar on Phantom He's always been one of my favorite players.
0: Um, he shouldn't have 16 it. goals dude
2: 16 goals in hl he could have 16 goals in a season absolutely he, uh, he has 16 goals in the season i say that's patrick maroon he puts up 30 points i fucking love him 16 points at the halfway goals at the halfway mark he's on pace for over 30 like he, and it's all because he's playing with fucking McDavid and it's funny too
0: he took your because, boy's spot dude
2: yeah no absolutely and it's that's what i was literally about to say dude he took the words out of my mouth like Lucic signed like a ridiculous contract. And I will never, ever say a bad word about Milan Lucic, but he's making so much money and he's going to put them in cap hell. Mm-hmm. And he's sitting on the third line with Drake Toluglia and Anton, Anton Slepshoff while Patrick Maroon's on the first line scoring 16 goals. So, hey, Peter Trelli, bud, you had a guy that's making 1.5 this year potting goals for Connor McDavid. You paid somebody like 7 mil for like eight years to do the same thing. But Connor McDavid, I mean, it's so cool. The other thing too, I just want to toss in about Connor McDavid, and I guess Crosby's done this too in the past. But something I respect about him is in his draft year, right before World Juniors, he got in that fight and he broke his hand
0: because
2: mm-hmm. he punched the glass by accident, and he won me over automatically. Because there's that narrative that your best players shouldn't fight, but isn't it at the same time that you're, you would love when your best players fight too? So
0: yeah, my favorite, one of my favorite I, players in the league is Jamie Ben because Jamie Benn's one of the most talented players in the league, but he's also a guy you never want to fuck with. It's like a Mark Messier kind of thing.
2: I would love, I would, the NHL would die. Can you imagine Crosby and McDavid squaring off at, like, center ice?
0: It would, uh, I don't know yeah, I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll ever fight. I think a more realistic thing is maybe the Oilers, Pens, and the Cop.
2: (sighs) That's
0: what I predicted. That's what I predicted at the season beginning. All right. Well, actually, that's a great segue, Ken. Uh Now we're going to go into about halfway through the year. Who do you got in the final? Who
2: do you got? Who do you got?
0: I'm going to oh, take. Man. I'm going to take my team just because I'm loyal, and yeah. uh, I think hopefully they'll make a, a deal at the deadline to try to get some defense like defenseman. They're talking about maybe trading Grabner because the stock's so high right now, which I want to be entirely against. As long as you get a good package, whatever. That's neither here nor there. But. Uh, also, if Henrik Lundqvist is going to struggle, I'd rather have him struggle now than in the playoffs. Hopefully he figures his shit out. But I have the Rangers, and then in the West... Uh, shit, man, that's always such a total crapshoot. I'm just going to go Original Six, Rangers, Blackhawks. I know it's not really that fancy, but that's what I got.
1: That's fine. It's always a safe pick. I, I, fuck.
2: It's funny, because I told you I wanted to talk about this. I have no idea. The parody in this league is literally unreal right now. I mean, it's so good. I don't think there's a single team that you can say, 100% definitely say, they would beat any team in a seven-game series. Mm-hmm. Or like, You know what I mean? It's,
0: mm-hmm.
2: Fuck, unless they're playing the Coyotes. But, I mean, out of the West, Blackhawks are good. Oilers, I don't think the West is strong at all.
0: Maybe I can, I can see cool. the Oilers just making a fucking run, dude.
2: And I would love it. And that's who I picked to come out of the West. Because, I, I mean, the Sharks are always kind of there. I mean, I would love to see Joe Thornton hoist the cup. That would be a dream of mine. But uh, I don't know. I don't think the West has it this year. I don't think the Ducks are really that great.
0: The I Ducks are never really that great, dude. That's such a bullshit fucking thing in the in the league that the Ducks are a good team. I don't think they're a good team, dude. There's a couple
2: players I really like to watch. I love uh, Raquel; he's electric. Yeah, Gibson's gonna be a good goalie. I think he'll be the future of USA's goalies. Uh, I don't know. I I guess the Blackhawks are gonna come out of it. I could see the Predators made. It'd be cool if the Predators made a weird run too. I'd be okay with that. I always like Nashville. I mean. Mike Fisher's wearing the C. That's pretty fucking cool.
0: Hate Ribeiro, dude.
2: Out of the East, man. I'm not going to say my Bruins. I'd love to say that, but I can't. It's either going to be the Capitals, Penguins, or Rangers. I don't know which team. I don't know. The funny thing, too, is is two out of those three teams are probably going to be playing each other in the first round, because I bet you the Penguins and Rangers are both going to pass the Blue Jackets.
0: (laughs) My okay. my sleeper in the East, dude. If we're allowed to do sleepers, I can see yeah. I can see the Canadians making a run. I think we've talked about this before. I don't know how they're good, but the you know what, man? Who's their coach, Tyrion? Yeah, he's a great coach, is he not? Like you look at that team and who's on it, and they're like competitive every year. I know a lot of it has to do with Carey Price. But they added Shea Weber, which which the Canadians have needed leadership. They haven't had that one guy in a very very long time. They have a they played the Rangers the other night. They're fast, man. They have a better defense than the Rangers because the Rangers defense, I think, is one of the worst in the league. Uh, I can see them doing something stupid and just making a run. When you have Carey Price in the pipes, man, like anything's possible.
2: I. I... I don't know. I mean, I've always compared the Weber deal to when the Bruins got charged, just because when you get that top one defenseman that can anchor your D, like, with actual minutes. P.K. Subban, unbelievable defenseman. He's not the guy who's going to be on your P.K., power play, everything. Exactly. You know what I mean? I don't know, though. They do have that team speed. They have, like, fucking Paul Byron,
0: who flies. Yeah, after. dude, he's a pretty good little player. We played them the other night. There were, like, four guys on that team I had never even heard of, and they were all, like, doing something. One of the guys had, like, ten goals on the year, and I'm just some random fucking dude. They're all small. They fly. I love Patcharetti. Uh, when I've always liked Gallagher. You probably don't like Gallagher. I've always liked Gallagher. Uh, Andrew Shaw. He's been there. He's won a cup. He knows what it takes to get through a seven-game series. I know you say everybody blocks shots with their face and shit, but he like he can say he's actually done that. Um, I would feel way better about it if Placanic wasn't on their team. Hate Placanic, <clears throat> Found out why he wears a turtleneck. His favorite player was Alexi Yashin. That's why he wears a oh, turtleneck.
2: God, that's even worse. Yeah. thought
0: <laughs> that was kind of funny. They said that on the uh, the game the other night.
2: Yeah, so I don't have a prediction. The one thing I will say really quick, this is just a shout-out to me being an Atlantic Division fan. Right now the top four teams are the Canadians, Bruins, Maple Leafs, and Senators. That's the way our division should be. The Canadian teams in Boston, like, that's what I fucking love. That's when it's the best is when we're playing those Canadian teams and they mean something. Fuck the Florida franchises. I don't give a shit about big games in Tampa or in Miami. Like It's so much better when Ottawa and Toronto and Montreal are all relevant. I couldn't like We suck. Our division sucks, but it's interesting between our sucky teams because it's the organizations that I care about. So in that sense, I'm happy this year.
0: I don't know if they're going to sneak in, but I'd like to see Toronto make the playoffs. I know, I know I know I know that that's your rival but I love how, like who's on their team. Like You
2: know what's smart? Is I actually have a, for some reason out of all the teams in my own division I have a soft spot for the Senators. I always have like their players. I don't know why. And they're like the worst fan base ever but
0: I like the sard. If they do something I'd be pumped about that. But I love that Mitch Marner kid, dude. Uh Maddie Martin's banging in the corners. I I mean
2: their D sucks. That's yeah,
0: they're n- I, I love Morgan Riley and you know my boy Maddie Hunwick Hunwick is wearing the A. I love that, but yeah. Matt yeah.
2: Martin's awesome, dude. You see, Matt Martin was out on spring break with all the rookies. <laughs>
0: yeah, man, he doesn't care. He's banging Boomer Sison's daughter and just living the dream.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's what I got, dude. I don't have a prediction,
0: so fuck me. Maybe I should be a little bit. I should tune that back. I apologize, but um, all right. So that's what we got for NHL in the news. We're actually, uh, we're gonna have Big Red on here to talk a little bit about fantasy hockey, so uh, Big Red's coming in hot. All right, everybody, welcome in, Big Red. Big Red spent a couple weeks. I remember the last time you were on here, you crushed it in the fantasy game. How's it going, bud? It's
1: going pretty strong still. Everything's going good. Um, crushing it in our league? Yeah. I I just, didn't I just beat you? Or Hal, sorry. Yeah. yeah. I just beat you? Yeah. Probably. So so I just pumped him, pumped Collins. Uh, yeah, I'm doing pretty good. DraftKings still doing pretty good. Um, yeah, everything's going good. How about you guys?
0: You know, we're, we're doing, I'm not really doing that well in fantasy. Hal hasn't paid attention in the past fucking three years, so. Yeah, dude,
1: you don't say you're line-ups. You gotta get on that. I know, I'm a fucking loser. Yeah, fan- you are a loser. You're that guy. Congratulations, you're that guy.
2: You know what's even worse, and I'll throw this story in really quick. I got called out on, on Twitter for not paying my dues. In a fantasy football league, then I forgot
1: I was even in. <laughs> You're definitely that guy. I, com- I owe the commissioner $25, so fuck me, I guess, right? they yeah, yeah. guy's really trying to get at you for $25? <laughs> yeah, like hard. They're so pissed. It's yeah. kids I don't even talk to, so it's like, I don't know what
2: to tell you. Maybe it's if you reminded me like 10 weeks ago, yeah, but like it's the playoffs now. Like, get over yourself.
1: Yeah, the economy,
0: huh? <laughs> 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 All right, Hal, you got a couple questions for him, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. I wanted to,
2: So we're going to do this kind of a buy or sell or trade. I've got three players, kind of different situations. I wanted your take on what you would do if they're on your team or if they're on the waiver wire. Would you pick them up? Would you trade them? Would you drop them? If they're in fantasy, if you're playing DraftKings, Kings, would you pick these guys up in your daily lineup? My first guy is Eric Stahl. He's coming off of like a top 20 fantasy performance on the first half of the year. Uh... I mean, it's kind of nobody predicted that. Do you think he's going to sustain that if he's on your fantasy team?
1: Would you keep him? Would you trade him? What would you do with him? I think I would keep him. I think he's uh, he's kind of found a new home in Minnesota, and he's playing with really good players. I think mean, he plays with Charlie Boyle, and uh, um, I forget who plays on his left flank right now. Maybe it's Granlin. Um Yeah, but you're kind of seeing that old Eric uh, At least like the hands and his legs are never going to be, you know, what they were when he was back in Carolina in the heyday. But he's uh he's surrounded by a lot better players there I don't know why it didn't work in New York but um,
0: I say I sell know. sell I sell <laughs>
1: Yeah, I knew that I I was gonna go there but I, I I think he's I mean he's back to a solid player I think um I don't think he's uh like your number number one guy in on your team or anything like that but he, he's definitely a solid depth piece so I, I would keep him
0: I, I think fine. there's a couple families in this world that I could get rid of and he in the stall family like top three beyond <laughs> See you later, bye. I, I think Thunder Bay's right north of Minnesota. Maybe that's why he's having a better year. Yeah,
1: it's, yeah, it's right there. It's in the Bay there. I think it's near Detroit, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm going to
2: stick with Minnesota, my second guy.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, I think he's receiving some power play time nowadays. He's always had that, like, WHL. He was big, talking defense. Matt Dumbo. He's owned only in, like, 39% of ESPN leagues, which blows my fucking mind. Yeah. He's the 36th ranked defenseman. Uh, he hasn't reached his ceiling yet, but,
1: what, I mean, what are your thoughts on Matt Dumbled to why? I, Yeah, that's actually funny. I literally just picked him up in our league, so.
0: I was going to say, I thought you yeah. did. Yeah. Didn't
1: know I was, that. Yeah, I did. I literally just picked him up. Um, mainly because Roman Yossi got hurt, so I'm not ground on IR. but But, um, I, I mean, I don't – I wouldn't I wouldn't pick him up just yet unless you're in, like, a pretty deep league. I'd probably stay away from him just because, yeah, he's not – I don't know, he's, he's not consistent enough to like trust in the in season long league. I mean, in daily form he's a good good guy to go to because he's probably cheap and you know it's kind of high risk high reward kind of situation. But in a season season long league, I probably I probably wait to pick him up. Or if you do have him now that he's kind of picking up some points here, maybe I'd try to sell. Him, Is, try to trade him. Do either of you guys know if he's getting power play time? Because I know they have both uh, Suter and Spurgeon. I don't have the lines up right now. I, I think he you know, like might on the second power play. Yeah,
0: I feel know, like Minnesota uh, really doesn't have forwards running the point there, and I know he's a right-handed shot. And there's really not yeah. that many right-handed shot defensemen, so I'm, I assume he's probably on it.
1: It's right. either him or Spurgeon. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I have all the lines up. I used to, but I don't know how I put it. All right. All right. My, my last guy, a little change of pace. We're talking about rookies now.
2: Uh Matt Kachuk. Only owned once again in thirty eight percent of ESPN leagues.
1: Which is bananas.
2: Yeah. He, yeah. He's got like twenty seven points. He puts up huge pins. like
1: definitely a fantasy guy you want on your roster, right? Yeah, for sure. I I, I picked him well, I'm gonna keep going back to this, but I picked him on my other league uh I don't know, like a month ago and he's just been lights out. He he had, I think he had a nine point uh or nine game point streak. Uh, just recently, just broke it. Uh, not this last game, the game before that. Then, and then got another assist, um, or a goal assist, I believe, in the last game. The kid's on fire. And plus, he, he's just, he's a nail gun.
0: He's a, a warrior, dude.
1: <laughs> yeah, dude, he's an absolute nail gun. He plays I like mean, his he'll, dad. He'll fuck you up. He does not care. And he's only 18, which is crazy. Yeah. I mean, like, how, can you imagine that? If you are 18 years old, just going out there against, like, Cindy Crosby and just trying to punch him in the mouth and score a goal, like, it's out of here. Like that's not gonna happen. But he's—I don't know—he's—he's uh, he's definitely NHL ready. I did not expect that. I'll be honest. But I would—I uh, would definitely hold on to him if you have him. Uh, I don't—I don't know what his price is in DraftKings. I would imagine it's probably around five thousand, which is like above average. So, so I, yeah, go ahead. This is a good—that's
2: a good transition. Just because I used to play DraftKings, and then it got banned in New York, and I haven't reacted since. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, with a guy like Kachuk, do Pims count? Like, penalty minutes count? Cause I'm not, not in DraftKings, no. Because oh, I was going to assume a forward like him with penalty minutes
1: would be huge, right? Mm, no, yeah, they would be, yeah. For, like, if you see long leagues, for sure, get him in your lineup. And if you don't have him, try, try to trade for him. Some dummy has him. But, uh, yeah, in DraftKings, yeah, Pims, no. But shots on goal, that's a little bit different. Shots on goal count half a point each. So, that's that's a little wrinkle. So is that what's huge? What's huge in Is Shots on goal, getting... shots on goal, obviously points. Um, block shots are half a point as well. Fuck but, yeah! I mean, if you just know a guy's gonna get like seven shots a game, I mean that's you know that's I don't know a couple points right there, right for you. You know, and that's the same as somebody else getting a goal or assist. And then if he gets you know a point or something, that's just a bonus. All right,
2: I don't even play DraftKings. I'm just gonna throw this out there for our listeners. Frank Petrano for the Bruins <laughs> never scores, but he throws nine shots on goal a game. The Springfield rifle, they call him. So that that's the case. I mean, that's at least four points he got right there. <laughs> Frankie returning.
0: All right, Red. Red, before we get into your fantasy picks, two quick things. One, Matt Dumba is actually on the first power play unit for Minnesota. Just Ooh. look that up. Uh, so there, there you go. Secondly, you. we were talking about all-star rosters, and we saw Franz Nielsen was on the squad. Are you guys having that rough of a year that Franz Nielsen's your all-star?
1: Yes, that is accurate. 100% accurate. We're not very good. Our defense is dog shit. Um, I mean, he's probably the best player on the team, but he's really solid. I mean, I I guess I get it, but I I don't agree with it. Um, I know why they did it, you know, just because he's, like, that solid, stable two-way forward, and and he actually is putting up decent numbers, but not great. Like, Zetterberg's leading the team, which is crazy. He's old as fucking dirt. (laughs) And then How he got Go ahead. How many years left do you think Zetterberg has, honestly? I mean, he's got like five years left on his contract. I don't know feel you know that. So until he's oh. forty one. Yeah, he's thirty six wow. right now. So basically signed until he's forty one. He said he wants to play it out. I mean, I don't I don't know. I mean, he looks good this year, but he had that back surgery like two years ago, remember in the Olympics and he had to miss the Olympics. So, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I know Cronwall's probably gonna have to retire. I mean his knee is dunzo. So and he's got like three years left. So they got a lot of guys like that. To, I'm
0: know, pretty sure when people up. retire too, doesn't it still count on the cap?
1: It, only if they signed after 35, in which case these two guys didn't. So the dad's good thing he signed when he was 35. So therefore, when he retired, his cap hit uh, had to be absorbed. So that's how it works. So they were younger than 35, so they're, <laughs> they're good. If they retire, it just it gets wiped out.
0: Red, you're fucking <laughs> intelligent, dude. Fuck.
1: Got all the answers. <laughs> Uh,
0: <laughs> All right, so, Red, give me your top three fantasy guys of this week.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to go on a little stat tangent here for this first guy I talked to you about. uh I'll talk to you about him, Kip. Uh, Derek Ryan on the Carolina Hurricanes. Mm-hmm. Uh, undrafted guy. He's 30 years old. It's like his first full season in the league. Um, <clears throat> he's got four goals and two assists last six games. Um, I think 18 points in 30 games, which isn't great, but uh, he got real hot, uh, I don't know, like three weeks ago. And then uh, this past week, he's kind of heated back up. So that's why, you know, six points in six games. Uh, he's there like four, 14 minutes a night. Um, <clears throat> but he's got like a weird backstory. Like he just came out of nowhere. Yeah, He played in the, uh, where, where is it? Oh, the WHL for four years for so the Spokane Chiefs. And he had 167 points in 216 games. Not bad. And then he went down to, uh, he went up to University of Alberta, which who the fuck knows where that is. <laughs> and who knows what fucking league they play in. I have no idea. Ripped it ripped it up there, and then went to Austria for three years in that league, ripped it up there over a point per game in over 163 games, and then uh, last, not last year, but the year before that, he uh, played one year in the Swedish League, won the MVP at 60 points in 55 games, and then last year signed with Carolina, uh, played in the minors most of the year, and they got called up at the end for like six games, and now he's getting his full shot, and he's really showing some things. So I, I would Take a, take a dabble at him. And he's he's playing... I just looked up. He's playing with fucking Rask. And yeah. Exactly, First yeah. I forgot to mention that. And he's only owned in 5% of leagues. So, maybe give him a look. Um, Yeah. Uh, my second guy, Mikhail Grandlin. I'll be quick on this one. Mikhail Grandlin on the Minnesota Wild. He's got 35 points in 42 games. Uh, like, 19 minutes a night. He plays on the second line with Koivu and uh, Zucker. And on second power play. Uh, and he actually does penalty killing, too. So, he, he know And he's still when I first looked this up three weeks ago when I, I picked him he was only 25% now he's 64 which is still kind of low for like a point per game guy but uh, I would definitely give him a look if he's uh, if he's available or even a draft because he's still fairly cheap and he had you know, hit seven shots last game on goal um, so he's starting to fire the puck again. And yeah, and uh, third guy, I'm gonna give you my homer pick, uh, Athens, Andreas Athanasiu. Did you guys see the game? Uh, did you see the highlights? You did? What a good Talking
0: about,
1: yeah, <laughs> he looked like Bobby fucking dude. That was end to end, that was like unreal.
0: Kids got wheels, yeah.
1: yeah. Kid, how long I've been chirping you about uh, double A, dude. Like he, a year?
0: yeah, kid, I can't take that away from him. He can skate with just about, we talked about this, him and Larkin. That'd be a good race.
1: Yeah, I uh, think he's. I mean, first, pers- huh? How old is he? He's 22. He's uh, a okay. 2012, 1400. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just got unreal wheels. Like, I, I don't think I've ever seen him skate that fast. I mean, other than Conor McDavid, that's the only other person I can see skating that fast. Um, but a l- little bit about him. He got scratched, healthy scratched, in Anaheim uh, five games ago or six games ago. Because he, he, uh, there was a play in the defensive zone where he, was, he could have gotten the puck out. And he just kind of lollygagged to the, to the uh, blue line. And then uh, one of the defenders came in and lifted his stick and then stole the puck away and then went down the scored. So he got a healthy scratch the next game because, you know, he kind of dogged it. Since then, he's got four goals, three assists in his last five games. And uh, that's four, you know, 14 points. And he's averaged almost four shots a game in those five games. So he's been on fire. And he's playing with Vanek and Nielsen on the second line. And on the second power play, so I'd, I'd give him a dabble. he's only owned in, like, I think 4% of ESPN leagues. So, Double-A. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's on fire right now, so I'd definitely look at him. got to be cheap in draft kings too, right? He, yeah, he's still, I think he's still under 5,000, I think, yeah.
0: We'll All right. That. Well, Red, we're going to try to get you back on here a little bit more consistently. Do me a favor with those three people, see how they do for the week, and we're going to keep stats on you and see how good you're doing. Sounds good. All That's right, Lee. Funny. Anything else?
1: No, that was fucking awesome. I love it. I love the fantasy hockey talk. Set <laughs> a lineup, bud. i am fuck. I will. I, will. <laughs> Just for
2: you. I gotta get on. I might get on DraftKings. If I, I'm gonna shoot you a text. I think get on DraftKings. Just I gotta. Do you make decent money? In all honesty, like you make all right money. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Crack. I mean, I
1: don't. I <laughs> uh, usually I'll like. Uh, when I put money down, I, I don't play like huge games uh, a lot of the time. I mean, once in a while I would do, but mostly it's like those four dollar games. And usually I make, uh, I usually make like, I'll say I'll put, I'll do the four dollar games and I'll make like four lineups. You know, I'll, I'll usually make my money back or make like ten bucks, and I'll just keep yeah. doing that, keep doing that, and then once in a while I'll make like five hundred dollars.
0: Just random. So that,
1: that's happened. That's happened like three times. and I've only been doing it for like three months, so usually like usually once a month I'll get hell hit big. Yeah.
0: All right, awesome man. All right, well, Red, thank you for coming on, man. You're always you're always welcome here. <laughs> but
1: appreciate it, boys.
0: All right, take you man. All right, now we're gonna get into our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros.
2: Hey, fans. This is Dominic Moore. I'm just gonna take you guys through a little bit of the behind the scenes stuff here.
0: Dominic, thank you for always with that awesome intro. Um, so normally we do Heroes and Zeros, but this week. We want to keep it positive. We're going to do two heroes, so we don't insult anybody out there. So uh, I'll do my hero, you do here. hero. We'll switch back and forth. All right. All right, so my first hero this week goes to uh, Detective Stephen McDonald. Uh, yeah, let's,
2: uh, for the, let's get a good backstory, just because I'm a, not a Rangers fan. I saw it blow up on social media. Yeah, absolutely. like before when people saw Bill <laughs> Schmidt blow up, and they didn't really know. So no, yeah. Kinda-
0: we can do that. All right. So back in like the uh, back in the late '80s, there's this guy uh, Steve McDonald. He was a huge Rangers fan. He was a police officer in New York. Uh, there got there was like a huge thing where um, there were kids like breaking into cards or something. So he was I think he was in a park and he went to call out one of the kids. And the kid reached into his uh, pocket and he and he shot Steve McDonald three times, like once in the head, once in the neck, and like once in the back. And the, I guess the last shot that hit him uh, paralyzed him. So this guy has been in a wheelchair since the late '80s. He was a huge Rangers fan, so the Rangers kind of uh, took—I don't—I wouldn't even say that they took him in. I feel like he kind of took the Rangers in. And he's been with the Rangers ever since the late '80s. They—they they come out with this prestigious award. It's one of my favorite nights of the year. Where. He's usually there, and uh, he goes out on the ice because he's paralyzed. He's on, like, a breathing thing, so it's kind of hard to understand him, but you're always, like, jacked up to hear what he has to say. And uh, they always do this award, and essentially goes to the person that goes above and beyond the effort that uh, they distill as a New York Ranger. And a little bit of fun fact, I don't know if this plays into my character, but almost everybody who's won the award has been, like, my favorite Ranger. So over the last couple years, it's been Zuccarello, who he's... Uh, it's safe to say he's my all-time favorite NHL hockey player. Uh, Cam Talbot, somebody we talked about a little bit earlier. Ryan Callahan, kind of a dweeb. I don't really agree with that one. Uh, he's, Callahan won it four times. Brandon Pruss, Brandon Dubinsky, Jed Ortmeier, Henrik Lundqvist, Jed Ortmeier, Matthew Barnaby, Sandy McCarthy twice, Adam Graves, Wayne Gretzky, Brian Leach, Mark Messier, Adam Graves. Uh, Jan Eriksson, the Beezer, John Van Breesbrook, Tony Granado, and uh, Jan Eriksson again. So he passed away from a heart attack a couple of days ago, and the Rangers did. You know, I, I think tribute videos kind of get overplayed sometimes, especially like when people get traded or somebody signs elsewhere and there's like always a tribute video or whatever. But I feel like the Rangers, maybe because I don't watch all the other teams' tribute videos, but like they're always pretty good and they had a stoppage after the first uh, commercial. Where they had, they played like this three minute thing of all these Rangers legends talking about how like important he was to the organization and everything along those lines. Uh, they had his wife and his son drop the ceremonial puck drop. Mark Messier was there. Adam Graves was there. It was it was a, it was a huge moment. Uh, his son actually ended up becoming a police officer and, and a, de- a detective just like his old man. I think it was like two years ago. Uh, so it's always always awesome to see in like. You had uh, Brandon Dubinsky and Cam Talbot all all not on the Rangers now, but they, they've won the award. They went out, and, I mean, they're not obligated to tweet anything out, but, like, they just talked about how important that award was to them ca- compared to, like, any other achievement that they've made, and I, I think that's pretty awesome. So uh, rest in peace to Stephen McDonald for for everything that he kind of did to the organization. And, I mean, it's going to suck not having him around. I'm sure they're going to still have the award, and I'm sure his son will come out and uh, pronounce I think they pay, like, $20,000 to, like, whatever charity, like, whoever Ranger wins it. It's pretty cool. So uh, my my first hero of the week is Stephen McDonald.
2: Yeah, that's cool, man. Didn't really know that story, but Stephen McDonald, one of those guys you should uh, be thankful for that serves this country with courage and uh, selflessness for guys like us.
0: Yeah, because they're actually doing shit with their life.
2: So uh, my hit transitioning my hero of the week is uh Quater dark Quater or adam quade <laughs> had to get him in here a little homer pick but uh fuck i love this guy i know we chirp him a lot him and math are the two guys i talk about the most probably on this podcast I say. <laughs> it's been a tough year he got like a puck up high and he will put a
0: right can i call up. can i call a pause dude It's been a tough career, dude. (laughs) Has it been a tough year? Adam McQuaid goes above and beyond just injuring himself, like all the time. That's why I love him. He's he's just—he's that guy, you know. He's so for the boys, but like, he'll go out and concuss himself. He doesn't need to be concussed by anybody. But yeah, keep going.
2: But he's the good old boy from PEI, dude. He won a Stanley Cup based on his toughness and willing to fuck himself up. The
0: the opposite of Brad Richards. So yeah. And uh,
2: this week he got. Rocked. We played. Bruins played St. Louis. He got absolutely rocked by uh, Patrick Berglund. His lung collapsed. He was in the hospital for the wow, night.
0: Oh, didn't know that.
2: Blew out to Nashville after the team got there the next day, and he got in a fight. And he fucking fed Derek Grant. Was throwing Haymaker. So he's in the hospital one night. The next night, he drops the gloves and is fucking feeding somebody in an overly physical game. Oh so, I shit! Mean, the fact, the fact, he's just such a nail gun. I mean. I I can make fun of him all I want, and it's so easy to make fun of him, but the fact I don't know too many people in the world that are in the hospital one night with an issue like that, and the next night they're fucking throwing fists at each other's face, and he was throwing. So it was just a classic McQuaid throwing knocks, and I love it. Ins- I have two things for that.
0: First thing, I respect the fuck that he played the next day, right? Isn't yeah. that not a huge psychopath move, though? Like, your lung collapse, you can't take a night off, Quater. That's insane, dude. If my lung ever collapsed, I, I would quit my job and I just live at home for the rest of my life. Well, <laughs> like that would be it.
2: We have all these young defensemen, and everyone's talking about. And I, I, like a lot of our young defensemen. And there's some in the AHL, and they're talking about, oh, bring these guys up. And like, I really don't give a fuck. Like Adam, the problem Bruins fans have grown to kind of disdain Adam McQuaid. But the issue's really been that he's playing top four minutes when he's a sixth defenseman. Yeah, He would be my favorite sixth defenseman in the world still, and he just earns my respect with stuff like that. And the NHL that's today, that's crazy. a bunch of pussies. He's the guy that stands out on the Bruins night
0: in and night out. That's nuts. Like that. And my second thing, I don't know. I don't, I'm don't, i not sure if you have a Bruins jersey, but, like, if you got a McQuaid jersey, I think if you went to the ring, people would know that you actually, like, know your shit about the Bruins. Like, he's one of the guys that if you're wearing his jersey – like, people, like, know your type of character, I feel. If yeah, that makes any the, sense.
2: The, the issue is, though, is the only time that would happen is that you're up in the nosebleeds, and I don't sit in the nosebleeds, but every other... I, I'm sure if you go to a Rangers fan, I can't stand going to Bruins games anymore just because everyone's fucking bandwagon ball holes, and they're the worst, dude. They don't know anything about McQuaid. I, I couldn't find... I was going to buy a Matt Bolesky jersey. I was hammered. I was going <laughs> to buy a Matt Bolesky jersey. They couldn't find me one. There wasn't one in the rink. I'm like, I'm at... This guy's team's game. You can't find me a Matt Vlasek jersey, so they probably can't find me a McQuay jersey either. If you're not Bergeron, Marchand, or Askacharo, then nobody who watches the Browns knows who you are. You we're the you, uh, you
0: should have checked out the Chinese tattoo parlor down the road. They probably would have had <laughs> one for you. Shut the fuck up. Uh, okay, now my second hero of the week goes to uh, the Rangers doctors. Uh, they came out with, I think, the biggest news of the season: Mark Stahl has a concussion. And now he's a part of the NHL's concussion protocol. And I read a report that he's out indefinitely. I would like to thank Jim Ramsey and the entire New York Rangers athletic staff for uh, finding this. Half of me thinks it's just a made-up thing. Maybe not think that it is, but like hoping that it is. Uh, The Rangers have lost their last two games, but I mean Lumpquist has looked very shaky and I don't think it has anything to do with Mark Saul not being in the lineup. Uh, I've said it before, I'll say it again. It's just so much better watching Rangers hockey when you don't see that big, dumb, Lenny, Meissen men, redhead, slow as fuck, just dumping the puck whenever he's – it's terrible, dude. And, like, I've I've even been watching games, and I'm like, you know what, maybe it's just because I hate him. Tonight, like, let's be on board. Like, when he makes a good play, tell myself, good play, Mark Stahl. And he'll do it. He'll do one good play. I'm like, all right, yeah. And then he just shits the fucking bed, dude. I cannot stand the guy. I, I probably shouldn't say I'm happy that he has a concussion, but I'm happy that he has a concussion. So my, know, my second second star goes to Jim Ramsey and the boys for figuring that out.
2: It's funny, because I'm looking at his draft. He was in the 05 draft. Not a strong draft. Would you? There's only like three guys that were picked after him that I maybe would have drafted instead of him, which are Tuka Rask, TJ Oshie. Nist come in.
0: Hell, I would pick anybody in that draft, even if they're not fucking playing. That's, instead that's of That's
2: what Mark i was Star. about to ask you: Would you have picked a guy who never made the league? Oh fuck him? yeah, dude!
0: A thousand percent. Give me a guy with like a cool name and a bunch of penalty minutes, and I would much rather have him in the East Coast league than Mark Stahl on my NHL Steve team. Downing. Yeah, I'd take Steve Downing, dude. Guy's electric on Twitter. <laughs> All right, I stepped the fucking
2: ask that question. All right. I mean, I'm happy for you, by the way. I know you deal with Mark Stahl. And that's a topic for you. So I'm happy for you. Uh, my last hero, staying positive, of the week is Smash Mouth, the band. First off, I'm going to throw this out there. I had a couple drinks tonight. It's uh lucky enough where I have Martin Luther King Day Off. It's Martin Luther King Eve. So I had a couple casuals and... Uh, because listen, the Apple Music app and Smash Mouth came on All-Star and I, I fucking played it on repeat for like 25 minutes. Oh my God, but my uh, 20 minutes later, so I was on Twitter. And I don't know if you know this, this is for everybody, our listeners and whatnot, Smash Mouth might have the most electric Twitter
0: account. Oh, ever. big time, man. They they battle with the Oakland A's like pretty much every day.
2: Have you, have you ever seen how they make like those like like personalized like pictures?
0: Oh no, I should probably start following them.
2: It's like Smash Mouth thanks you and stuff like that. Anyway, so so the Sharks, they're big Sharks fans. They put out a tweet today, and it was a picture. It says Smash Mouth, hey now you're an all star, congratulations, Pavelski, Burnsy, and Jonesy. So um, Jonesy, I mean, if you're a San Jose Shark, I mean, is there a bigger award or recognition ever than? Smash Mouth making a personalized picture on Twitter for you, saying you're an all-star now and using their slogan? I don't think so. So, I mean, shout-out to S- Smash Mouth. Shout-out to San Jose. I always sneaky thought San Jose would be a great place to play just because oh, yeah. they're on the beach. And they seem like they have a great crowd. And yeah. now the fact that Smash Mouth is diehard fans, I'm all on board.
0: No, for sure. They don't win Stanley Cup, so that's about as close as they're going to get. And if you can't win a cup, you might as well get recognized by Smash Mouth on Twitter, right?
2: Oh, no, it sucks. And this is totally off-topic. Last year was the closest San Jose's, like, ever going to get.
0: Yeah, probably. Ever. Like, <laughs> probably. Bro- I mean, <laughs> they they just want depth, man. Like, they, they have, like, all the really good players, but I feel like depth-wise they don't really have, like, those guys, like, like a Troy Brower or, like, a Jason Chimera. Like, they don't have any, like, difference makers on, like, their third and fourth lines.
2: Yeah, and Thornton and, Thor and Marlow are old now. I mean, like, once they are gone, like, Logan Couture is a great player, but is he going to carry their offense?
0: No. No. Logan, Logan Couture, better than Derek Stepon. Kind of like a Claude Giroux. Like a current Claude Giroux. Like a
2: poor man's Claude Giroux, I agree with.
0: Yeah. So, all right, Smash Mouth. You're an all-star. You know what? We're, at the end of this, we'll, uh, we'll sign off with a little bit of Smash Mouth. But uh, now we're going to get into our last segment that we do every week. This is uh, three stars of the week. All right, Jim and Mike, thanks very kindly. A nice weekend for you. As always, our three-star selectors are stars of the hockey scene wherever we go on Rogers Hometown Hockey. Three stars of the week. Here we go. Uh, this weekend, I'm going out to Placid with the boys for uh, for a hockey tournament. I get to play on the 80 rinks for the first time in my career, so that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, seems like we have a pretty good team to go up there with. Uh, staying in a hotel with Kenny Corp. Quick shout-out to him. And and uh, Ryan Farnans coming out, Mark Fine, Rob Arsino, and Jerry the goalie. So uh that should be a good time so our three starts this week are i think we're gonna to do top three favorite things about a hockey tournament Does that sound good Hell yeah! all right so i'm gonna start off my first favorite thing about a hockey tournament is winning it uh it may sound kind of cocky but i'm four for five when it comes to hockey tournaments uh, i don't know what it is i must just have that clutch gene not entirely sure but uh, there's nothing like winning a hockey tournament and just acting like you won the Stanley Cup and just, like, skating, skating the cup around when nobody's really watching you and it's just you and you're just in your element and you're like, fuck yeah, and then you kind of realize, like, oh, fuck, like, I'm in my mid-20s, I'm out of shape, and I have to go to work tomorrow. So uh, that's that's always pretty good for the Sunday scary. So the first thing, first good thing about a tournament is winning it. Uh, second thing, I've been off the sauce for, I don't know. I actually really haven't been off the sauce. I had a beer... Uh, after hockey tonight but like I haven't gotten drunk in a while uh, so I think the second favorite thing is definitely going to be what?
2: three weeks since I've been gone
0: yeah it's been it's been a little bit like we had a casual in the, in the parking lot and then uh, we headed over to King's tonight and uh, Charlie if, if, you're, if you're in the Saratoga area check out the Barrel House this place is great uh, he bought us all a beer so um, the second thing is definitely going to be the bar scene uh, Hal me and our buddy Merb went out to uh lake placid a little bit earlier this year hal's girlfriend drove us out there really nice gesture the bar scene out there is crazy like i'm pretty sure people still smoke cigarettes inside the bars uh there's a bunch of different ones you can go to you have like your towny bar but then they had like this really weird like club type bar and uh it was crazy i wound it up with my shirt off there there were just like old men dancing everywhere so the bar scene in Placid is—it's uh, definitely a plus. So I'll say that's my second favorite thing. And then I know it's about tournament, but I'm gonna make this one a little bit more towards Lake Placid. Uh, just being there, man. Knowing that the that the Olympics, such a huge event, took place in such a small town in upstate New York, that blows my mind. Like, cause it's such a small place. And now you look like what they did in Sochi and shit like that, and like they really blew it up, like. It's I don't know. It's crazy, and again, I get to play on the eighty rank on Friday. I I I don't know. I'm probably not gonna be able to sleep until then. I'm so so excited. I may wear my Ruzioni jersey underneath our actual jersey. We're the Healthy Scratches, which I think is kind of a a cool name because that's pretty much where I've been my whole life. So uh, yeah, so those would be my top three uh, stars of hockey tournaments. All
2: right, those are that's a great list. I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface this. I've never played in the tournament as a girl. I would fucking love to. I hope I can that soon. Uh They're so awesome,
0: gonna... man. It's so cool, dude. You turn your phone off, like nobody bothers you. Like it's just the boys. You, like, you know what I mean? Like it's literally just a weekend to let loose. Plus you're not in your hometown, so like you can just do stupid shit and like nobody's really even know like who you are.
2: Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this list kind of as uh, youth hockey tournament slash maybe hopefully being maybe a dad, a parent someday. This are oh, the things that. I look forward to. First thing, uh, <laughs> first thing I always look forward to is the ride up is the fucking best. Oh yeah. You got, the, you got those pregame jitters. When I was a kid, you know, dads listen letting me listen to whatever the fuck I want, blasting as loud as I can. Trick Daddy. You're just playing as much music as you possibly can, you pumped up. Usually, if you're a kid, you left school early, or even if you're an adult, you left to work early. It's a Friday, and you're flying up to play hockey all weekend with the boys. There's no bigger excitement than having a full weekend of hockey ahead of you. Exactly. That's like that's literally the best feeling in the world, and that's my favorite feeling ever. Was literally going to tournaments. Sunday's the exact opposite after the
0: championship. Yeah, game. dude, it's such a high low.
2: You win the tournament, and then you're like, holy fuck, I got to go home, and I'm it's going to be late, I'm going to get in late, and then Monday is going to be the worst Monday ever.
0: Got to work a five-day week. Ugh.
2: That fucking Friday is the best. Uh, my second is just being like a fucking rink rat. I remember tournaments growing up, I and mean, even if I was a adult now, just when you play a game in a tournament, say you got a game sometimes at 12 o'clock, and your next game sometimes could be as early as like 4, I mean, just hanging around the rink, yeah. watching other games... I mean, now as an adult, you can enjoy a beer. Just fucking chilling out in the rink and just taking in the hockey, watching different levels. There's different ages. Hitting the souvenir stand, maybe buying maybe a new hat or some shit. Even a pin. I mean, a lot, a lot of the equipment I bought was fucking like, I bought a lot of sticks at tournaments and shit growing up. That was always big too. So, I mean, just being in that rink and just chilling. I never wanted to leave. If I went to a tournament now as an adult, I'd be like, like, let's go to the bar. I'd be like, I'd rather drink, like, a 12-pack
0: and hang out in the rink all day. Dude, Corpie so pumped. He's bringing, like, his sauce his sauce kit thing. Like, have you ever seen that? You can put him on beaches and shit. Like, he's bringing that. He's going to bring that to the rink. He said he wants to do, like, pyrometrics, like before, and, like, stretch out and shit. Like, corp. Yeah. if if you guys don't know, Kenny Corp is an absolute legend from uh, around the Capital District, and that guy just eats, sleeps, and breeds hockey. He's played, I think, in probably 80% of the leagues, like, across the world he's played in. It's kind of weird. He has a story for everything. Um, but, yeah, he he's like your your quintessential uh, rink rat. So, I, I kind of get where you're going there. I love hanging out at the rink. Love the smell of a rink. I don't know if that's yeah. weird. The smell and, like, the sound that skates make on ice, there's nothing like it. So, I agree.
2: And then uh, my last one. I don't know. You play two games in one day at all, or do you know?
0: Uh, I think on Saturday, yeah.
2: Yeah. That's Saturday. Saturday is always the doubleheader. But the best part about that Saturday doubleheader this is gonna sound weird but you gotta hear me out is the wet pads because usually usually when you wear wet pads there's like that cold like 12 hour interval but if you wear wet pads and it's like from three hours ago they come on so smooth it's kind of creepy but it kind of feels so right you feel like you're already back in the game and you fucking as soon as you put that first shin pad on and you can feel it's still wet but kind of warm from your sweat and your heat from the last game it's like it's the biggest it's fucking go time, like, ever, and that's, like, that would get me in the mood so fucking quickly, like, I don't know, There, there's something so weird about just having those wet pads and realizing, wow, how lucky is this that we get to play two games in one day and about to go out there and do it again, so.
0: See, so you went shin pads, I'm more of a glove guy. I like when the gloves are kind of wet, because I oh, hate crusty gloves. gloves.
2: My gloves always have to be wet, but, like, usually I don't, like, embrace wet shin pads, elbow pads, shoulder pads, <laughs> but the- during a tournament, when you have a doubleheader, that's the only time where I'm like completely cool with it. you know what I mean? Because they don't freeze over. No, it's yeah,
0: gonna... absolutely.
2: So, but yeah, gloves are always huge. If my gloves are stiff, I get pissed.
0: So. Actually, I think uh, Saturday night, we're going to go out to Canton and watch Patty Farnan and Tyler Bullard play. I guess it's only like an hour and a half drive or whatever, and Ryan really wants to go. So I think we all may go out there, so that should be fun. And then, like, we're going to have our gear in our rooms. The rooms are going to smell terrible, but it's just going to be like, I don't know, it, if you don't play hockey, you wouldn't understand. If you do play hockey, you would. That's kind of that. Um, so yeah. So that was this week's morning skate. Uh, next week, we're holding auditions for you know a third member. We got uh, Jay LaTulip, Uh Wants to come in. That guy played at Clarkson. He got signed by the Rangers. Uh, he's a good buddy of mine. He wants to f- start coming on on the podcast and kind of starting to spread his knowledge. He has pretty good reach too. A bunch of Twitter followers. So. Uh, he has some some professionals that would share some good stories, so hopefully we're going to get him on next week. And, uh, Hal, do you have anything else for this week?
2: Yeah, I would just say, too, I know a lot of you guys that listen, a lot of our friends, kids we played hockey with, guys, beer league, if you ever want to come on, talk to your team or anything like that, and you'd like to at least come on for, like, ten minutes, we're always looking for guests. It's not like we're big time. So, I mean, we all – if. If you're listening and we played hockey with you, I'm sure we fucking would love to have you on. So just ask Jim, I'm sure, and we'll have you fucking on. We'll get to talk some hockey with you.
0: I feel like we're kind of big time now, dude.
2: Yeah, I mean, we do have 500 viewers on our last podcast. No big deal, but I just, I don't know. I think there's a lot of good guys out there that listen to our show that I think would be electric.
0: Oh, yeah, and and that's kind of what our show's about, man. Our show's like, it's kind of, it's a hockey show for the average hockey player, and... uh... You know, we laugh at, like, Beer League beauty segments and shit like that, but it, it's funny. However, like, since we started doing this, how many people i played hockey with are like, yo, like, get me on, and it's kind of been hard because, I mean, we're, we're battling to be consistent, so we're trying to keep that up. But uh, it, it's kind of cool because everybody just gets a chance to share their stories and and uh, get involved. So, yeah, like, like what Hal said, if, if you guys know us, shoot us a message. If you want to pop on, talk about pretty much anything you want to talk about. So, um, yeah, so this was this week. Anything else? That's it, man. Everyone have a great week. Everybody have a great week. And, uh, great. Positive yeah, vibes. Man. Positive vibes. Glass half full. Get out there. Don't let anybody get you down. You can do it. I promise. You can do whatever you want to do. I swear. Hey, now you're an all-star. You're an all-star. All right. See you guys. Somebody once tell me the world is going to roll me. I ain't the sharpest
2: tool in the shed.